What's up, people? Another episode of Justice for Jamoka Davis here with you. I hope you are doing well. I'm doing well. I'm doing good. I enjoy the sports weekend, even if I didn't. I just felt like I didn't get to watch as much as I wanted to. Um, of the World Cup, of NFL, NBA. It's uh, I didn't get a chance to even give my thoughts on. I mean, Argentina was gonna beat Croatia. Come on, I was gonna pick that. I was gonna pick that game. But it's you know, hey, World Cup's coming to an end. We already got one final. Argentina's in the final, and now we're. Waiting to see what happens with uh waiting to see what happens with France. And I'm I said that that way because there's no way Morocco can pull off the upset. I don't see it. Um and we got to give the people what they want. So I'll talk about that. Talk about the National Football League. Another week in the NFL. Um, games are getting more and more interesting. There's no games getting more and more interesting by the day. Or I guess by the week, right? Not really by the day. But but then but then again, no, no, no. We can say by the day. We can say by the day. And I'll tell you why. Like I, I blanked for a minute, but like, no, I'll tell you why. There's some things that happened in week 14 in my mind that are alarming and different. Um yeah, yeah. And of course we have the National Basketball Association which gets better and better. And I am going to definitely, definitely be going to my first NBA game of the season this weekend. So I'm excited about that. Looking forward to going and I'll tell you about it when I get back. Uh, but it's, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. I miss the NBA. I do miss the NBA a lot. Um, and I mean, I guess because when I move now, I, I, I'm not living in a city where there is an NBA team anymore. Um, although I travel a lot and can see them, it's not quite the same as if, you know, you're right there and any given day you could be like, oh yeah, I'm just going to go to the game, right? You can You can do that sometimes. And now I can't. Now I can't. Um, the first thing that I want to talk about is really a per more personal topic. And um, it's about your kids. And I've brought up a few times when you think about where the talent level of your kids. Um, and this is the first time where that's 
it's starting to bubble up that you know there's some people that are saying oh yeah your kid is showing some talent in soccer you know uh maybe it's time that he plays up maybe it's time he tr tries out for a travel league um in baseball he's doing well um as well and so you know when the spring league comes up there's going to be decisions to make you can't have him doing everything but i want him to be active he needs to be active because that boy has so much energy but I also think about when people joke about parents putting living vicariously through their kids, especially when it comes to athletics or wanting them to do something that, that they couldn't do. And in my case, I played in college, but obviously I was not a professional player. And that was always kind of like in the back of my mind, like, oh, it'd be cool to be a professional athlete. And the doors that it can open for you, should you be able to walk through them? And so I've been going back and forth about is it and so is my wife about letting our son just kind of enjoy the sport to just enjoy it. Or is it time to like put him in a travel league where the competition is a little bit higher and he actually has to try out and he actually actually has to try at a different level to improve his game. And I'm going back and forth on that because, you know. Somewhere deep down, I want it to be his decision. And he seems to really enjoy talking, or at least when he's talking, he's like, oh, I want to play baseball, I want to play soccer. But then he also says, I want to do kung fu, and we got him in swimming classes. And I don't know if anybody listening, if you have kids or thinking about kids, but, you know, you kind of want to know if your kid has it. And I guess in the end, um, we probably are going to put him and see if he can compete for travel. And the question is that I always wonder, how do I know that he wants to do it for him? That he's not doing it because, oh, I want to make my dad or mom happy. I'm doing it because I love the game and I want to get better at it. Um, but And how do you ask a kid that? Hey, do you want to play soccer? Do you want to be on a travel team? I feel like, I mean, I guess because our youngest is like, no. So, yep, we know he says no. But the oldest, I feel like, you know, just happy-go-lucky. Yeah, sure, I'll do it. Um, but then the question is, okay, do we pour a lot more money into his game? You know, no, we're not moving to England to have him, you know, try to see if he can try out. And I'm just being facetious here. I'm just joking here about him, you know, joining some English Premier League youth academy or anything like that. But, you know, they have some academies here too that you can participate in. And, you know, I'm going to see where it goes. But realistically, who's from Hershey, Pennsylvania, you know, on the biggest stage for soccer, and, of course, he plays for my, my team, Chelsea, in the English Premier League, which makes me really happy. And, you know, seeing your son sitting there glued to the television, like he's starting to watch sports and be into it and asking who won and 
and asking if he can stay up late to watch all that kind of stuff. Um, it's just interesting, and I'm I'm ready for the journey. And if anybody has any advice on that journey and and how to, um, you know, not feel like you're putting pressure on the kid, either from the vicarious angle or just in general, you know. But I know how happy our son was when they won the baseball championship. He's like, I I am. This is the happiest I've ever been. And, you know, okay, poor kid, that may not be 100% true, but he said it in such a sincere way. It wasn't flippant. He looked up at me and looked me in the eyes. He was like, I'm just so happy, Dad, when he won the championship. And I just want happiness for him and not for it to become a business in sports, not for you to see someone like the greatest player in Ronaldo being benched and all of a sudden acting acting like he isn't the greatest goal scorer ever, which he is. He has, what, I think 20, 30 more goals than Messi. And then there was some other player in between him and Messi that I was like, I don't even know who this player is, and I should have to pull it up because I am not embarrassed, but I can't believe I forgot to add this to my list of things that I wanted to talk about. Joseph Bacon, if I'm saying his name right, I hope I did not mess it up. But when I saw that as the all-time goals ever, ever playing for club or country was Cristiano Ronaldo at 819 and Lionel Messi 790 and sandwiched in between there was Joseph Bacon, an Austrian soccer player? I'm just like, who knew? Who knew about this Joseph Bacon, and why don't we talk about him more? He's from Prague, the Czech Republic. And I was just stunned in some way that, one, Pele wasn't in the time, never even looked at or thought about I just kind of assumed he was at that level because everyone talks about Pele I've never heard anybody talk about this guy and yet there he sits sandwiched in between Messi and Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo and the teams he played for they weren't um, teams that I feel like you even really know of unless you're really into soccer but Dynamo Prague Slavia Prague Admira Vienna these were teams in the 1930s to 1957 is when he played one year 1937 and 1948 he played for Slavia Prague he had 427 goals in 221 appearances. That was his year that he made his mark. And I'm just saying put some respect on his name. I don't know anything about him, but I'm just saying put some respect on his name. Another player I'm going to put respect on his name is Mbappe. And as I 
I guess I'm transitioning here to more of the World Cup. Um, which I'm not ready to. I just, I guess in the end, as I am just kind of expressing my thoughts and questions about my son, it's like, okay, is it time to pick a sport? Do I pick baseball or soccer and like put him 100% into that? What year do I do that? Should I do that now so he can be the best ever, if you will, if you're thinking pipe dream? Like, no, I want 10 years from now for him to be, you know, hey, MLS teams, EPL teams, like, yo, we want him to come and play for us. Yeah, I would love that. But at the same time, how neat would it be in baseball to be like, oh, your son's a really good baseball player. Initially, I thought it would be tennis, and he still says he wants to play tennis. But um just don't know if I'm ready to put that much pressure on him. But at least right now, he's going to do a travel team, and we'll see how this tryout goes. I'm nervous about it. I'm nervous about the tryout for him, so I, but I'm going to try not to push that on him to make him thinking about what I'm thinking about. But I'm also going to be thinking about World Cup. And I missed the Argentina game today, which, yep, that's what happens. You're playing in Qatar. I had working, had things to do, and didn't get to watch. I didn't. And I'm probably not going to be able to watch tomorrow either, but I'm going to try my best to. It's France against Morocco. France is favored at minus 185. Yeah, that's my pick. No way Morocco is upsetting France. And also, you don't want that for a final either. You want the young generation of Mbappe. Could you imagine if he wins another World Cup in a final? He'll have two World Cups. That's two more than Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo combined. Combined. He's already up there with them in goals in the World Cup. And he's only going to be, what, 23? I mean, that's ridiculous. He is the future. He is the star. He's also the guy that's on the cover of FIFA 22 that my son is starting to play. Excuse me, starting to play. But the other thing I wanted to bring up is, you know, in... When you think about the lack of respect, and from, from me too, that the MLS gets in its, when people have conversations about where the best players play, MLS is way down on that list. Way down on that list. But it's growing. It's growing. There were 36 players that were on uh, World Cup rosters competing in Qatar. And of all teams, Atlanta United FC is proud to be able to say that they have a player that's playing in the World Cup in Tiago Almada. He's the first active MLS player to make a FIFA World Cup final. And that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Now, there have been some other players that you know, played for MLS team after they played in the World Cup. But this is the first active player, right, that made it this far. And that is, it's only the beginning for MLS. 
I mean, heck, there was talk, what, a week ago that Messi may be going to uh, enter Miami after the season to play in the MLS. I mean, yeah, a lot of players are doing it on the tail end of their career, but it's only the beginning, and it's really cool to see Almada being able to play in the World Cup. I'm happy for him and the Atlanta United. That's going to be, I'm sure, a selling point for the upcoming season. Come see World Cup finalists, right? You got you to gotta play that up. I definitely would. There's no doubt about that. But I'm also going to play up. We need an Argentina-France final. We cannot have Morocco in the final. I just think ratings-wise, you need Mbappe, you need Messi. You need them. You want to see them compete against each other. It's a shame that Ronaldo's out. It's a, it's a shame that um, Harry Kane is out as well. Um, it is what it is. And I actually think it would be a great final between Argentina and France. And Brazil was the favorite, and they're out. So let's hope we get that final we all want to see. That's what we want to see. That's what we want to see. There's some final scores in week 14 of the NFL. One of the more shocking things from this past weekend is Baker Mayfield beating the Raiders, having only trained for what, one day? He showed up on Friday, I mean on Wednesday, and then plays on Thursday and orchestrates a game-winning drive. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. When I look at the Sunday games, Bills, Jets expected. Jets are, in my mind, trending in the opposite direction. They're now just one game over 500. Um, and the Bills are 10-3. and three. Bengals beating the Browns. I expected that to happen. I found it, you know, um, I found myself looking at the Bengals and saying I could see them back in the Super Bowl. Cowboys. Cowboys avoided an upset by the Texans. That would have been disappointing for a team that you think maybe was going to go to the Super Bowl. But they end up winning 27-23, to eking out a victory over the Texans. Lions over the Vikings. I don't know what just to make of the Vikings. I mean, I think that well, first of all, Vegas certainly didn't think that they were any good and they were not favored against the Lions. The Lions are 6-7, and seven, but they've won 5 of 6, and Jared Goff has seemed to resurrect his career again. And Kirk Cousins, let's see if he's going to falter when the limelight's on him. I mean, whew, Justin Jefferson, 11 catches for 223 yards, and you lose? You lose to the Lions? Oh, boy. And not just lose by like, oh, one point, a field goal. No, they lost by 11. 11. Jaguars over the Titans. Jaguars are twin, trending up. They're trending up. The Titans are only 3-3 three and three at home. They've not been good at home. They're only one game over 500. Derrick Henry had a good game. Uh, uh, I wish I had the tight end. Ingram for Jacksonville, who had 11 catches for 162 yards and two touchdowns. Man, 
Eagles are for real. They beat the Giants 48-22. to The Giants may be trending in the wrong direction. Or you could say, no, the Eagles are just really that good. I think it's the latter, that the Eagles at 12-1 and are just that good. They're undefeated on the road. And the Giants now have a tough, tough game again against the Washington football team coming up. That game, I believe, was flexed to Sunday night. I'll do my gut check picks on Thursday. Steelers had a chance to kind of build some momentum. They lost to the Ravens. The Ravens are 9-4 without, without their best player and their quarterback on the field, unfortunately. And... I expected the Steelers to get that win, but then also Kenny Pickett went out. So no Lamar Jackson, no Kenny Pickett, and the Ravens get the win 16-14. Chiefs-Broncos, as expected. 49ers beating the Buccaneers 35-7, not expected. Brock Purdy, you want to talk about injuries. Brock Purdy had to fill in last week and gets the win um, when... Jimmy Garoppolo goes out, unfortunately. And now Brock Purdy turns around and lights it up over the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are now 6-7, and 2-4 and four away from home. That's not a good record. And the 49ers are 6-1 and one at home. But 35 points for Brock Purdy in his first start for the 49ers. And Tom Brady was starting like his, what, 360-something game in the NFL to one for Brock Purdy. Panthers beating the Seahawks. That was a shocker, but it is what it is. I mean, Panthers are five and eight. Seahawks are seven and six. Seahawks being at home, they should have got the win. And at the very least, you look at that stat line, 21 of 36, 264 yards and three touchdowns for Geno Smith. That defense should have played better. Should have played better. Dolphins lost to the Chargers. I had that game. I called that game. Chargers at home. Dolphins are fading a little bit in my mind. Um, they are, but they're also three and four on uh, on the road, and they're eight and five on the season. Patriots over the Cardinals. I had that. I think I had that. I think I had Patriots over Cardinals. You know what? You know what? I had it in my gut check picks. I did not. I did not necessarily take that game uh, as my pick of the night. I didn't pick that game because I wasn't sure. I think if he was able to play, I really do think that the Cardinals should have won that game. But unfortunately, another big quarterback goes, goes down. This week is Kyler Murray out for the season. Last week, it was Jimmy Garoppolo. What's happening? Colt McCoy, former Washington football team player or Washington commander, I can't say the other name. He was under center for the Cardinals and yeah, they lost to the Patriots 27 to 13. Uh the pick six, well excuse me, the fumble and return for a touchdown. DeAndre Hopkins lost the ball and ran it all the way back. That was unfortunate for Arizona, but great for the Patriots. Um and it was you know, every week as we get closer to the playoffs, it's really exciting. 
It's more exciting football. I want to see closer games. And if you look at the, the games, the number of games you had within three points, one, two, that's it. And, you know, I guess you want to throw in there that four-pointer that had some drama for the Cowboys and Texans. It's getting exciting in terms of matchups. Now I just want to get the, the actual scores to be closer. So when you're watching uh, Red Zone at 3.30 towards the end of that 1 o'clock game, uh, and somewhat for the 4 o'clock, but not quite the same, you're seeing some of those, uh, uh, the, the, the both teams taking it up a notch to try to get that win. That's exciting. That's exciting. What is exciting is for the Washington Commanders. I have taken a litmus of a lot of people, more than I would like to think that I have. But, you know, that's not really true. That's not what I want to say. I am surprised a number of people that I say, hey, should the Washington Commanders tank next year? Should they be playing for Caleb Williams? Not only did he just win the Heisman, not only has he had an amazing season at USC, add to that, add to that, that he's from the DMV. You couldn't ask for a better story, and okay, you could say maybe more pressure than for Caleb Williams to come home. I know he would like that. He gave a shout-out to the DMV and his uh, or Gonzaga in his Heisman Trophy speech. But the number of people are like, no, we're good with Taylor Heineke. It's disappointing to me. Like, no, are we okay with mediocrity? Like, if you just put the two players and you said, hey, do you want a player who uh, could be the number one pick? in the NFL playing for you? Or do you want a guy who couldn't get drafted and was at Old Dominion and got a call because of injuries? Now, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you that I am surprised um, that he's been all right. It's not something where I would say, and and oh, I don't have any say, but Ron Rivera said it for me. We're not bringing Carson Wentz back until we lose. Like, this guy has it for the team, I guess. But I just don't see it. Now, this is a big game against the Giants. Both teams are 7-5-1. and one. They're playing in Washington. I expect Washington to get the win. They need to get the win. But they're winning by the skin of their teeth. I don't think this team is getting better per se. Points differential is still in the negative. Granted, it's only minus three. And it's, if you want to see something really bad, every team in NFC South has a negative point differential. Every team in the AFC South has a negative point differential. That's not good. On the flip side, every team in the AFC East has a positive point differential. Granted, Dolphins are just plus four. 
But I gave them a scenario that I think the Washington Commanders are a 500 football team. We had a couple of, we escaped a couple of games that should have been losses. And I'm just like, we're okay. We're 4-4-1 four, four in the conference, 1-2-1 in the division, 3-3 three and three at home, 4-2-1 on the road. We're just not really that good. And I was like, wait, am I seeing something wrong? Is there a scenario where you actually think, oh, yeah, Taylor Heineke's going to become Tom Brady and he's going to become a franchise quarterback? I don't see it. I just simply don't see it. Who knows? Ron Rivera might not even be back next season. To think, oh, no, we want to keep him because we want to play to win. We're not going to win much with Taylor Heineke. I'm not saying we're going to be awful. And there's no guarantee that Caleb Williams is going to be you know, the next best thing or let's say, who do I want to, Patrick Mahomes. Can he be Patrick Mahomes? That's possible. And if that's possible, isn't that the quarterback you want? That's the quarterback you want. And I'm just surprised I couldn't get enough of the Washington Commanders fans to come off of Taylor Heineke. And I know me, I'm just not a fan. But that really, really surprised me. That really surprised me. Not much else right now is surprising me in the NBA. Things are shaking out as I am starting to expect it to. All of the teams that I am thinking that they are going to make the playoffs are in the top 10 seeds in the Eastern Conference. Celtics, Bucks, Cavaliers, Nets, Sixers, Knicks, Hawks, Pacers, Raptors, Heat. Maybe you flip-flop Bulls for Knicks, but I think the Bulls are going to break up their team very soon. I think that experiment is done. And then I think in the West, Pelicans, Grizzlies, Nuggets, Suns, Trailblazers, Clippers, Kings, Jazz, Mavericks, Warriors. I would say that Timberwolves and Lakers should probably be in there. Maybe the Sacramento Kings and the Portland Trailblazers are playing better than what you expected out of them. Timberwolves are only a half game out of being in that playoff spot, but Portland Trailblazers have one of the greatest players of all time. And Damian Lillard is Dame time. But I see the teams are starting to kind of um, separate themselves, if you will. They're starting to separate themselves. 
and I'm I'm I am I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Uh, one last bit of news. The NBA is renaming its annual uh, MVP award, the regular season award that is after Michael Jordan. I like it. Akeem Olajuwon is a defensive player award. Will Chamberlain, rookie of the year. John Havlicek, sixth man of the year. George Mikan, most improved player. And a new award, Clutch Player of the Year, will be named after Jerry West. All of these awards. And there are other awards, like the Larry O'Brien Trophy. Um, is new, or unveiled a new award. Oscar Robertson and Bob Cousy. Our conference champions and conference finals MVP trophies are named after Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. I think it's neat. I think it's okay to name awards after players. I am definitely forgetting that uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is a social justice champion award. I feel like I'm forgetting Bill Russell, what Bill Russell's award is for. Maybe I'm not, and I just thought it was. But Michael Jordan the award named after him. Although some may say it should be LeBron James while he's still playing. Of course they are. Of course they are, but I applaud the NBA for putting, you know, elevating players in another way. I think that's a really good thing, and it was a smart move by them. Smart move. Smart move by me. Get out while I can. That'll do it for Just for Sport. Ciao for now. Are you looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports? Well, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the leading over-under daily fantasy game. Why? Because it's so easy to use and win. You can make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day. Right now, we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of the Just for Sport podcast. All you have to do is sign up now and use the promo code JFORSPORT and Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Yep. That's right, they'll match your first deposit up to $100. So, join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play and download the PrizePix app today.